you welcome you on into another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show with Mitch Spinell and Mitchell Bally here to give you the latest of what's happening in the world of athletics. Mitch is going to be back with you, man, after a, an abbreviated week. We're back here to recap a week's worth of stuff going on in the sports world. Good to be back, Mitch. We got plenty to talk about. Some stuff to talk about in the sport of baseball, Major League Baseball, NBA, and a plethora of other topics we need to get to today. Absolutely. And before we get into the show, we want to remind you guys where you can find us here. Obviously, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the bell. You can also check us out on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on BigTimeSportsOhio.com, our website. You can find the latest articles and videos there. And uh, on Twitter, at BTS Ohio, on Facebook and Instagram, at Big Time Sports Ohio, and at Mitch Spinell, and at Mitchell Ballot, pretty much everywhere else. Now, Mitch, we start off here talking some local stuff because it's the end of the spring season. We've gotten to the end. We've gotten to all of the rounding out sports here, and we saw a number of great performances throughout the end of the season, one of them being, two of them being, rather, state champions in our area in baseball this year. We want to give a big congratulations to the Highland Hawks for winning the Division Four state championship this past weekend, and also to the Wayndale Golden Bears, who ended up winning the D2 title for the second consecutive year, Mitch. I mean, it's uh, and it, both teams. These are two teams that actually faced off in the 2016 uh, final uh, just many a few years ago with Highland beating the Golden Bears. Since then, the Bears have been able to win the state championship. They go back to back and then Highland uh, gets their second title in program history as well. Yeah, when you look at some of these teams that won Mitch, starting with Wayndale, this is a team that last year won on a walk off hit to win the state championship. I was there at Canal Park in what was an amazing atmosphere. And then to come back and win it again, that's no easy task whatsoever. And if it was, a lot of teams would be able to do it. And the crazy thing is, Mitch, that the pitcher on the mound in both games still has one more year of high school baseball, if I'm not mistaken, for Apple Creek, Wayndale. And I would have to imagine now, obviously, it would be a very tough task. But if Wayndale were to get back to the same spot next year, if that would maybe be the first time ever a starting pitcher would start three consecutive state championship games and win all three two times in a row was crazy. But then to realize he was only a sophomore and a junior at the time, almost unfathomable. And it just shows that he's ready for the occasion. He steps up and Wayne Dale, then back-to-back state champions. Now after they defeated uh, Harrison central, who had a really, really great season this year in baseball. So it was no easy game for Wayne Dale, although the score may look different and say a different story, but that's not the case. They beat a very good Harrison Central team, so Wayndale hats off to them, back-to-back state champs. The Huskies had a very solid performance throughout these playoffs with the Golden Bears. Uh, last year, they had the walk-off hit uh, in extra innings to get to their first state title. Uh, but this one, they had 15 hits in the championship game against the Huskies and were able to look very comfortable throughout the, the remainder of the contest to the point where it seemed as if we were almost going to have a rare mercy ruling in the state tournament, which doesn't happen very often, but it's happened before. Um, but they were able to win that for the second consecutive year. Highland, they hadn't given up four runs in the fourth inning of their state championship game against Ruzi, the defending state champion Ruzi, I should mention, uh, they might have had a mercy ruling on their hands because they got up 4 nothing early on in the game. But they got into some trouble early on in that fourth where Will Schleybaugh, who gave up this, – this is this – is, listen to this stat line. Three and a thirds innings, zero hits, no hits, seven walks, five strikeouts, two hit by pitches. That's how Ruzi was able to kind of load the bases up for when Isaac Yoder comes into the game. And Yoder does give up a couple of hits to tie the game, but Yoder throughout the rest of the contest after Highland had that big six run top of the fifth inning, 
he was dominant from that uh, point on. And the Hawks looked very, very comfortable from the that stage of the game to the point where I initially thought, like, is this going to be different from a lot of Highland teams you've seen in the past where they actually might fold under pressure, but they didn't let it get to them. They were able to uh, put together a number of runs on some solid hitting in the fifth, continue it a little more in the sixth and seventh, and then, you know, post a 14-4 to victory, one of the, the largest victory of the day uh, in the Division Four final. So they were able to kind of reestablish some of the success that they had been gotten to back in 2016 and had a couple of state runs since then, but weren't able to finish the job this time they were able to. You mentioned Yoder being put in a very tough spot to where you almost thought is Highland going to fold under pressure. That's just such a hard spot to be brought into as a, as a pitcher, really anybody, even as a pinch hitter, Mitch, with that pressure mounting on you, obviously you're one of two teams left in the state of Ohio for your respective division. You probably have a majority of your communities there watching you, but then for him to get out of it tied and then be dominant the rest of the way, what a huge boast of confidence that was for Highland. And then obviously the bats took over in the fifth, sixth and seventh. And that's why they walked away a 10 run plus winner and a 14, four final score. Uh, Highland Mitch was remarkable all season long and they end it how they would have liked to with a dog pile at Canal Park. And they are the division four state champs this year. Absolutely. And the other teams that were able to uh, also be successful this past weekend, Cincinnati Moeller able to uh, continue building on uh, their number of runs in the state tournament. They were able to win their division one final early on Saturday. And then Kenston won the division. Uh, what was it? Two uh, final Wayne Dale was division three, but Kenston won the division two final over Ontario, both teams. Kind of surprising runs there where Ontario going into the state tournament had 14 losses, but they're able to win their semifinal game against White House. And then they're able to come up just short in a four to three victory. The uh, Kenson squad turns a double play at the end of the game on uh, a line drive. That was unfortunate for Ontario, but very fortunate for them as they were able to escape with that one run victory. And those are all the teams that we have uh, set up for uh our state champions for baseball after we got to softball last week. I mean, Mitch, we've gone through this whole year of local high school sports, whether it be in the fall season for football and volleyball, where they get to basketball uh, and, and wrestling in, in the winter tennis in the fall, I should mention as well, depending on which uh, league it is. And then you get to other stuff like track and field baseball and softball in the spring. I mean, we've covered a lot of stuff in here and what do you gather from some of the things we've seen this year, both in your area and mine. High school sports are amazing. That's what you can walk away with from everything we've covered so far this year, Mitch. And it's why that, you know, big time sports covers so much allows you and I to do this job, but you look at all the parody you have the games that, you know, the top teams in the area, but then they slip up because these other teams aren't bad teams. Sometimes just the talent at certain schools and levels outweighs talent in other spots but high school sports is so pure and that's the big reason i love it so much especially when you're looking at these teams that look like goliaths and you, then you have the david in in postseason tournaments in any sport and the upsets are sprung the davids continue to go on and make these runs because they're just hot at the right time it is so much fun to be able to cover this and already mitch we're already looking ahead to the fall with high school football schedules being released figuring out where you know, the big time sports crew will be covering games. I mean, you see now high school football uh, accounts on social media tweeting out their schedules. 
it doesn't stop. We might stop in terms of what we can cover over the summer when school is out, but I'm already excited for the high school football season this fall. What a tremendous school year it was for the 22-23 calendar year for high school sports. And uh, it's going to be a little bit of a, a, a down period now, but craziness will ensue again in late August. Absolutely. And be sure to follow us on all of our accounts as well, the ones that I mentioned previously before, to get the latest on what's going on in the world of local high school sports in Summit and Tuscarawas counties and potentially beyond, depending on what the stories are. When we come back here, we're going to talk more about the professional side, including uh, some stuff brewing in the city of Cleveland and something that happened in the Rocky Mountains last night. We'll be back right after this. Hey there, folks. This is Mitch Spinell, and I want to give you guys a quick message regarding 988. If you don't know what 988 is, it was created to make it easier to remember how to get help in the event of a mental health or addiction crisis. This is different than a medical, fire, or police emergency where 911 should still be called immediately. 988 connects you with Stark County's Crisis Center, which is equipped to help people in emotional distress or experience a mental health or addiction crisis. So remember, 911 for medical, fire, and police emergency help, and 988 for support in overcoming a mental health crisis in Stark County. Buying a home has never been so affordable with record low interest rates. Hartzler's Quality Housing is ready to put over 40 years of experience to work for you. Family owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's has a wide selection of model homes on site with a knowledgeable team to help make your new home a reality. Open six days a week, visit them off I-77 in Dover or online at Hartzler's.com. Hartzler's Quality Housing, quality from start to finish. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young & Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partnered with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van and Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world. Get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level A. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. 
Vive Auto Sales, located on West High Avenue in New Philadelphia and Cleveland Avenue in Canton, is a used car dealership committed to getting financing for everyone. We give every customer that walks in our showrooms a prime buying experience, no matter their credit score or financial situation. Current inventory can be viewed at www.wefinancenow.com. Check out our Facebook pages for the most up-to-date information about upcoming events and promotions happening at Vive Auto Sales. Get out of the dugout and onto the field with help from Velocity Sports. Velocity Sports is a baseball and softball training academy with locations in North Canton and Canal Fulton. Our new Canal Fulton features 10,000 square feet of training space with six cages for hitting and pitching in a large commercial weight room. Velocity Sports will sharpen your skills and get you in the starting lineup. For more info, go to VeloSportsOhio.com. And we're back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Mitch Spinell alongside Mitchell Bala. Mitch, the start of this month for Cleveland was a precarious one. For the Guardians, I should mention. They, this was a team that was kind of really, really struggling against some uh, squads that they might not have been expecting to at the earlier start of the season. I mean, you go into uh, the end of the previous month of May where you're losing to teams like Baltimore and St. Louis and then the White Sox. And then June starts. You're thinking it might go the same way. You have that big four-game series against Minnesota. You split, which to me was a huge victory. I know some people thought you could have won all four of those games, but whatever. You get those two. Then you take two or three against Boston, a team that's kind of been up and down so far this season, but a team that can definitely score. And then you take two of three from the Astros this past weekend, a very interesting series that I was able to witness uh, many of the games this past week, including, yes, the 14-inning marathon that uh, came to be a progressive field. What was it on Friday? And uh, I don't know. There's something brewing here i'm not necessarily saying that this is the team that's officially woken up that is going to run away with the l central but i think they've been and i and i saw this um from another uh, person who was kind of talking on air the other day and i unfortunately don't have the uh, source right in front of me but they believe that one of the greatest games we have ever seen from the best cleveland guardian on this current roster might have kick-started a potential run here at, upcoming for cleveland yeah and i think it's very very fair to say that Jose Ramirez having a three home run game, his first ever against the Red Sox, Mitch was a huge momentum shift. And he has been quiet so far this year in terms of the numbers we are accustomed to seeing Jose Ramirez put up over the past number of years here in Cleveland. But it's almost like he said, you know what? I'm going to step up. I'm going to do what I have to do. And I'm going to put the team in my back figuratively. And we're going to start to get this right. And you mentioned the split with Minnesota. Listen, two and two in Minnesota, a place in which Cleveland is not very good at. When you look back over the number of years they played there, Mitch, if you don't count that as a loss since they split the series, they've won five consecutive series now. And over some good baseball teams, you look at Baltimore, who they beat, St. Louis, who has very good players. They're very underwhelming this year so far, which is kind of a surprise. Boston, a team that, has the capable or capability and the firepower to come in and score runs and beat you. And then Houston, Mitch, I think winning the series against Houston was huge because Houston has what been the best team in the American league now for about the past five years. I mean, all the American league pennants they've won the world series championships they've won, uh, whether they're cheating or not, that's 
a big time series win for the guards, especially when you split and you come back and win that 14 inning game. They made it close Saturday in that six to four decision. They had multiple opportunities. They just couldn't scratch and claw. And I remember listening to Hammy on the way home saying, just looked like both teams were tired and that was to be expected after playing 14 innings the night before. Yeah. And what guards came back, what, four times, I believe. Mm-hmm three times in extra innings when the Astros went ahead every single time. That does take a lot out of you. But now, Mitch, they're one and a half games back behind the Twins. They're three games under 500. Yes, thankfully, we're in the worst division in baseball. I know, I know. But now you're starting to see this team kind of get some confidence. Some guys that are playing every day now, like a Will Brennan, Mitch, are really stepping up much like Oscar Gonzalez did at this point last year too, when he got called up and got to play every day. And if Jose Ramirez can go back to the MVP candidate, Jose Ramirez, this team all of a sudden is going to be able to perform and score and really have a shot in this American league central division. The other thing is whether you love it or hate it, the countdown I believe now is 14 days until Bo Naylor could be called up with retaining an extra year of service and eligibility without having to count that towards his contract, which we yeah. know guardians do quite often with players. I would expect him to be called up here the, the day that they can do that because the catching situation in Cleveland right now, Mitch is abysmal. There's no yeah. way around it. Mike Zunino is striking out in over half of his at bats right now, not even putting the ball in play. He was a train wreck Saturday defensively behind the plate in terms of pass balls and steals. Now the steals cannot all be put on him. The pitching has to give him a chance to throw out runners at second base, but even some of his throws, Mitch, are just so bad. They're in a good spot. The schedule coming up, Mitch, this week is tough. They're at San Diego. At Arizona. Those are two good teams. I mean, Arizona, Mitch, right now, I think is probably one of the biggest surprises in Major League Baseball. They're mm-hmm. leading the National League West. This is a very young team, kind of reminiscent of what the Guardians were last year. They have... Really, what I think, as long as he stays healthy, Mitch, and just plays average baseball, the rookie of the year in Corbin Carroll, he is a phenomenal baseball player. And then they come home, they face Oakland. Oakland's not a good baseball team. Then you get Milwaukee. We'll see what happens there. But then the end the month of June, you go on the road again to play Kansas City and the Chicago Cubs. Both of those are not good baseball teams. So the schedule's starting to get a little bit more favorable here. Can they keep it up? We'll have to wait and see, especially since they're going out on the road in the West. But they really kind of turned it on recently. And so far in the month of June, Mitch, I believe they're first or second in almost every offensive category in the American league, if not major league baseball. And that's exactly what you want to see from this team. When you're looking at hits, average RBIs. The only issue I have is the fact that Josh Naylor, I believe is leading the American league in RBIs and he's 10th in first baseman voting. That has to change. Yeah. I was going to say, I I didn't see the other uh, all-star votes who's just ahead of him but yeah i don't it doesn't look like the guardians unless jose makes a big push here it doesn't look like the guardians will have a starter for the all-star game this year which is kind of like whatever to me but yeah i could i could see Naylor getting a little bit more love if he keeps up the the run he's been having because he came up big in that game that i mentioned the 14 inning game having that two out hit that was 10 feet away from a walk-off home run and uh yeah the guy's been been raking so far this year um, you mentioned Arizona as well. That's a team that's that's already four games ahead. I thought it was one or two games. It's four games ahead of the Dodgers now in the NOS. They've won six in a row. They've gone eight for out of their last 10 games. They've won eight out of the last 10. Dodgers are kind of reeling. They've lost three out of their uh last or they lost seven out of their last 10. So they got to pick it up. Um, 
and yeah, the teams you mentioned here, it's going to be an interesting West Coast trip, to say the least, against some unlikely opponents in usual years for Cleveland. The, you mentioned one thing, and I, I need to talk about uh, this story because it's so stupid to me. And I and I respect this fan base. I understand what they're going through, and I'm I I apologize. I'm sorry that it has to go this way. But this story you mentioned about one of the teams that the Guardians are about to play. <sighs> Let me see if I can get it up here. The Oakland Athletics uh, fans are gearing up to pack today. Today on Tuesday, a reverse boycott of the Oakland Coliseum for their game against the Rays, which I have a story about that matchup in here in a second. Um, so, uh, the, the story says currently a proposal for stadium funding uh, for a Vegas stadium for the A's is being deliberated by the Nevada state legislature, which is currently in a special session. So it looks like it's all but inevitable that they're going to work out this deal somehow. And the A's are going to move to Vegas. We've kind of known that for a while now. It, it, like, I understand that the athletics fans are pissed. Oakland fans are pissed. They lost their football team. They lost their basketball team. And now it looks like they're gonna lose their baseball team. And it really has just been this issue of getting a new stadium, getting a new uh, stadium that the city doesn't want to pay for or can't pay for. Uh, But to reverse boycott, it's one thing to, it's one thing to boycott a team to say like, Hey, I'm not going to waste my money, my hard-earned dollars, or my hard-earned time involving your to get involved in your franchise, like to reverse boycott and therefore showcase that it's not the fans that are the issue with this. You're still giving the team money. You're still giving the team what they want, and even then, it's not going to be enough. If this was a season-long thing, and the fans proved that they can provide the funding that the team can use to sign these potential players and keep signed these potential players to have this team be good year in and year out to make this franchise successful in its current city. That makes sense. But to do it for what is it going to be one or two games? If it, if it picks up steam fine, but at the same time, if it's just this one or two game thing, you're kind of showing why this team's probably, probably going to be better off in Vegas anyway, which is a burgeoning sports market. You're, you already have the hockey team who's looking like they're going to win their first Stanley Cup here tonight. It You might have a baseball or a basketball team here in a couple of years because they've hosted the All-Star game before. You already have the football team. Like, that city is, is burgeoning. Oakland is, I'm sorry, and, I, and I'm not trying to disrespect the people who live there. I've been out to Oakland. That is a concrete bowl of sadness that is the Coliseum. That is a remnant of of the cooker cutter state cookie cutter stadiums of the 1970s, the multi multi-purpose venues. Like there's a reason why you kind of want to get out of there too. It's a giant concrete mess. That feels like 130 degrees in the middle of summer. I saw the A's take on the Rays. What was it? June, maybe July of 2017. My family and I went on vacation, went to San Francisco and Oakland. We went out to check out there. San Francisco, great stadium. One of the top five places in the league, Oracle Park. Then you go to Oakland. You take the train over there. Where immediately my parents, who are not city folks, I'm not much of a city folk, but they're especially not city folks, felt like they were going to get stabbed walking off the train. That's a whole different thing. Then you go into the stadium. Full of concrete. Not inviting at all. 
The awnings at the concession stands and the stores are rotting and they're green, not like green, like the athletics green is in rotting from the sun and the, and the, and the weather for just decades on end. And the team and the team's not good. Like if you're not going to put this team out there, I understand the team's not going to be one that the fans are going to want to come see. And right now this Oakland team who's currently standing at an 18 and 50, 24 and a half games back in first place, eight and 24 at home. They're actually better away uh, uh, from their ballpark, 10 and 26 than they are at home. Their run differential is by far the worst in the league at 193. Like, I, I get what you're trying to do, Oakland fans, but at the same time, it's not going to work and it shouldn't work for this sort of situation. I'm I'm sorry, rant done. I, I, I know you're not going to be as passionate about this as me, I am, Mitch, but it, it just, it's so stupid to me. It, it's too little too late. And look, this probably isn't the right way to do it. I think it's kind of more of a publicity stunt, maybe. Yeah. Um, I also saw something they're selling shirts in the parking lot um, to like the first, they have 7,000 shirts they're selling. Look, we don't even know if this is going to work. We don't even know if the Coliseum is going to be. It's packed. not, it's not, it's not going to work. I see both sides of it, right? For you as a fan, you want to go support a product, right? And Cleveland, listen, when we have bad teams, literally the Browns, people still show up. People still spend their harder money to go and watch the product that is not the best. But for Oakland, who has Mitch just when they make the playoffs, it's awesome. But, you know, the run isn't going to be very long in terms of year after year because they're going to trade those players away. It's hard to want to spend your hard earned money there, especially when you mention the Coliseum, which is the worst baseball stadium in Major League Baseball. Nobody likes going to play there. Heck, they have dead animals like possums and raccoons in the press boxes that we've seen already this year. I get it as a fan standpoint, you're not going to spend your money because the ownership has refused to spend money in the stadium and renovations and a new stadium and, and keeping their players that they, they bring up through the farm system that you ultimately trade away to these big market teams and you do it over and over again. We've seen it here in Cleveland. Let's not act like we haven't. We, we bring these players in. Sure. We, we, we bring them up through the farm. We get five years of them. Then we have to trade them away because we can't afford them. But what Oakland's done to the fans has been, unbelievable in terms of how sad it is to not even try to give your fans a reason to show up. But now for you to show up and spend your money, which you've said the ticket prices have doubled in the article that you just had up in a reverse boycott after the team has already kind of bought land in Las Vegas to break ground on a new stadium it is very bizarre. And look, the A's are 18 and 50. They've won six in a row, six of their last 10. They're not a good baseball team. I'm actually very intrigued to see how many people they get. Obviously, I believe they are, are the lowest attended team in baseball. But it, it is what it is. I mean, we're not there. We're not going to be able to really get a feel on how this how this works. Heck, if anything, it might help the A's as long as these fans aren't booing the players for the A's because they don't ever have a home field advantage they probably actually get more fans on the road that live across the country to come to their away games than they do in their own stadium. So I get it, but at the same time, it's too little too late. This isn't going to just all of a sudden say to the owner, hey, let's stay here. The fans showed up today. It's not going to happen. They've refused to spend money, Mitch. They have a, a whole movie made after them called Moneyball in which they don't go after the big-name players. They go after guys that fit the style in which they want to play, whether they're older guys on their last legs, younger guys who have something to prove. It, 
And just because they're moving to Vegas doesn't mean a whole lot either. It doesn't mean this team's just magically going to become good. No. Now it could be now going to Vegas in a new stadium and being in Las Vegas. Will that attract some free agents? Probably. Will that get a whole new brand of fans in there? Absolutely. But that does not mean anything other than the A's could still be one of the worst teams in baseball when they do eventually move. Yeah, it's not so much that they're going to become an immediate success when they move to if they move to Ve- when they move to Vegas. It's more so that they have the opportunity with the potential financial incentives that come from the new stadium and from a new fan base that could lead to to potentially becoming more of a big market bully than you've been able to in the years and decades past. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see. You know, I don't even know how how much is the Coliseum. Uh, a lot if they open everything up. Coliseum. Let me see, Oakland. I'm typing on this thing over here, so it's like uh, Coliseum uh, things uh, falling apart over here. Attendance. 63,000. 63,000. So 60-some thousand people are going to watch Hogan Harris lose 8-2 to two today, which is cool, and that's awesome. Well, both pitchers are – ERAs are over 6, so they're both not great right now. But the, but the Rays are the best team in baseball. The A's are the worst team in baseball. Unless something crazy happens, I think we all know what's going to happen today. Brent Rooker is the only guy that seems like he's got a pulse in that lineup right now. All right, when we come back, as I settle down a little bit, we're going to talk more about some NBA Finals action, and uh, we'll be right back after this. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. You asked for it and we listened. Buckeye Career Center is now offering certified nail technician as an adult education program. This 216 hour course begins in November and will run Tuesday through Thursday evenings from 5 to 9 p.m. Learn manicures, pedicures, infection control, salon operations, and more. Other part-time certification courses starting this fall include phlebotomy and welding. Call 330-339-2288 to register or visit BuckeyeCareerCenter.org for more information. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you are. 
you we all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world. Get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Employee benefits, although time-consuming and expensive, is one of the top considerations for those making a job change. At Hummel Group, we help businesses craft benefit strategies that align with company goals. Through an emphasis on cost containment, leveraging technology, and benefits administration, we save your team valuable time. Your employees call us with questions, not you. Visit HummelHelps.com or call 800-860-1060. Don't just get insurance. Get Hummel. June is National Safety Month. Did you know that 80% of injuries related to falling in a home happen in the bathroom? Mostly to folks over the age of 65. If you find it hard to get in and out of a standard bathtub and need a new walk-in shower or convenient walk-in bathtub, then call the professionals at JR Bath. JR Bath has been helping to make bathrooms beautiful and safer since 1976. Call JR Bath at 330-494-2365 or visit us at jrbath.com. And we're back to you uh, here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Mitch, we got to give a shout out to the Denver Nuggets for their first NBA championship last night in a victory over the Miami Heat. A game that kind of came down to the wire uh, out in the out in Denver, but uh, they were able to pull it off. I mean, we saw the post game last night, Mitch, and I think we as Cleveland fans, I think we set the example back in 2016 and the way in which a city can really passionately celebrate a team's first championship. Last night, Mitch, would you consider this to be one of the tamer sides of well, that? That's the thing, too. Last night, people were kind of getting on the Denver Nuggets, a little bit of Nikola Jokic, but I have my, I have my doubts about that for a second for the way that they celebrated their championship. First championship in franchise history and second one since uh, the Avalanche won last year. Do you think it's more grating to see a first time champion city celebrate in the way it seemed or a perennial winner like your Lakers, your Celtics and your Warriors, so to say, uh, just kind of look at their championship and be like, oh, another one. And that's it. Like, which which one's worse to you? The second one, for sure. I, I think that when you win your first, sometimes you don't know how to celebrate and react. Uh, here in Cleveland, though, Mitch, you mentioned the Avalanche. Obviously, they had seen it before. They had had a number of teams, the Broncos, a while back. Well, not even a while back. I mean, with Peyton Manning, they yeah. won the Super Bowl. Six years ago. They had, seen, they had seen the championship parade and a championship team before. This just happened to be their first in basketball. We're in Cleveland. We had not had one in a long, 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 long time. Yes. Until the 2016 Cavs won it. And is it really a basketball city? I don't know. Mm, no. I don't. I wouldn't consider Cleveland a basketball city, but when you have one of your own and LeBron James, who grew up 30 minutes south of the city, that holds a little bit different value right. as well. Also completing one of the greatest comebacks of all time. The Nuggets, though, Mitch, they were the best team in the West all season long. Yep, their best team in the NBA all season long. Yeah, yeah. Jokic, I think it's easy to say now, is the best player in the NBA as it stands, and he proved that throughout the entire postseason run. And the way in which the Nuggets won 
the finals in all four of their wins. Last night, a defensive slugfest against the Heat. It was remarkable. And this is a team that Mitch has been building. It's been about a seven-year window now, or seven-year run of them building through the draft, overcoming injuries, getting a couple pieces in free agency and via trade. Uh, Zach Lowe wrote an article on ESPN highlighting this. And it finally comes to fruition for them. I mean, this is a team that was the number one seed in the West uh, the past two years and couldn't get it done. But Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic really just flipped a switch and said, we're winning it all this year. And sure enough, they did. Their hardest series may have been the second or the Western Conference Finals, even though they swept the Lakers. Those games were close. And yes, the Heat got game two in Denver, but you never really thought the Heat had a chance once Denver won game three and then won game four. The Heat did not have the type of team to be able to overcome a three-run deficit like the Cavs did, right? And Jimmy Butler last night in game five, Mitch, just was not good at all. He had 21 points, 5 of 18 from the field. Yeah. But the Heat just ran out of gas. And this is a team that lost their first playing game, had to win the winner-take-all playing game against the Toronto Raptors, or excuse me, the Chicago Bulls. And then they made some very, very impressive and improbable runs throughout the playoffs to get to the finals. And this is a team that really, Mitch, was a two-man show for the most part in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And the Nuggets were just a complete team. I mean, you look at some of the guys off the bench and both the Browns, Christian Brown. Um, you had a huge game from Aaron Gordon. And really, it, it wasn't so much coaching. It was just more so the better team won. Eric Spolster, I think, outcoached a lot of opposing coaches and teams throughout their run to the NBA Finals. But that can only get you so far most of the time. And I think this is what you saw in the Finals. And now Denver is the world champions. And they're going to look to repeat next year. And this team's probably going to stay intact. And it's hard to think why they wouldn't unless another team really gets it going and figures some things out, like maybe the Phoenix Suns or if a team makes some big moves like the Los Angeles Lakers or in the East, you know, maybe our Cavs make a couple key additions. The Celtics will be back, but the Nuggets were the best team all season long. And they end up showing that after their 4-1 series win in the NBA Finals. It almost feels as if it's a little lost on people. And you mentioned that one uh, thing about Denver. It's like sometimes you don't know how to react to winning. Literally the first commercial post Cavs winning the title was that one Nike ad where it's like the fans are stunned, silent. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just kind of a weird thing last night. But I mean, it's good for them because Denver's never won it before. They had a team that's been building up to this over the last couple of seasons. It felt like a very natural uh way to win a championship compared to some of the other ways teams have won in the last few years. And um, I don't know. And, and people got on Jokic for uh, showing kind of not really showing a lot of celebration after the game. He did show it. There were multiple videos that were posted online of him, like celebrating with his family, you know, him and his brother throwing Mike, Mike Malone around, you know, throwing someone into the pool and all that. So there was, there was celebration to be had. I think it's more so either, it just doesn't really process with him the way it does for other players in the sense of like, he's not going outwardly, like showing like pumping his fists and everything, or, you know, it's a case of like, okay, yeah, we get, we got this championship, but I don't want to, I would, part of me wonders if it's for a bit as well. It's like, okay, I got to play up this facade of, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just 
Another day at the office, basically, even though this is not just another day. It doesn't matter. The man is the best player in the NBA. And it is unfortunately a little lost on an era where I was reading this one article today. It does, it does feel like being the best in the NBA now doesn't mean a ton in the post-Jordan, post-LeBron world eras where you kind of knew who those, who those guys were at the top and then everyone was fighting for second place for years. And in the last few years, we've kind of seen the passing of the torch from multiple players because none of them can really clamp it down. Even when the Warriors were winning all those championships against the Cavaliers, part of it was Kevin Durant along with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. Then you go post-Durant Warriors. You have the 2019 run with Kawhi, then he leaves. 2020, kind of a wild card year. LeBron wins again. 2021, it seemed like Giannis finally grabbed the brass ring from everybody. And, and you know, some circumstances could have affected that, but uh, he, he did it. He won his first title. Then the Warriors come back, and you got that quote from Giannis after the season uh, saying that the best player is the last man standing, and that was Curry. And Curry was like the first time finals MVP, the first, the second time he really truly led the Laker, uh, the Warriors, because the first time was the, the Cavs thing. But even then, we, we like to discredit a lot that, oh, if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving hadn't gotten hurt, it would have been a series, but we don't know. So that was the one where I felt like, okay, it was the culmination of this Warriors dynasty era. And now it's Jokic now. Jokic gets to officially lay to rest the doubts of those who saw his first two MVPs and thought, yeah, but there is no but now. He is. He's completed it. He's completed it. And, you know, there was some talk last night I saw where it's like, well, you know, with the way Jokic is reacting, who even knows if he wants to come back to the NBA? He's coming back to the NBA next year. He's going to play professional basketball somewhere next year and it's 99% chance it's going to be the national basketball association. It's not going to be overseas where, you know, everyone's like, Oh, the over the international leagues. Oh, are so much better. doesn't matter. It's the NBA. He's going to stay in Denver. He's going to go to his horses in this off season. He's going to chill out with them for a bit, come back, reboot and try to go for what is a third MVP Mitch. And, and not to discredit Joel Embiid because the man balled out in the second half of this past season. There are those, and you heard it at the end of last night's game, you heard the chants from the crowd. There are those who would consider this a potential fourth MVP run in a metaphorical sense for the big man. Yeah, I would. I mean, the finals MVP shows that he was the best player throughout the NBA finals. He was the best player in the playoffs the entire time. I mean, really, when you look at some of the performances, the top two players throughout the entire playoffs, Mitch, were in the NBA finals and Jokic and Butler and then Jamal Murray. This was a huge win for Denver. And I don't want to say legacy saving, but there were the people who had the doubts. And I think that also played a factor in why Joel Embiid won MVP this year, because we saw the Joker win two and then Denver fizzle out in the playoffs early. And now he won two, didn't get it this year. He was a man on a mission. I mean, we have not seen a play like that from a center. Dare I say virtually forever, at least in our lifetime. Uh, And now we'll wait and see the expectations will be there for the nuggets next year, for sure. Especially if they bring back their entire team and Jokic will be held to a high standard, but I think it's fair for him to be held to the high standard because he's played at this high level now for three consecutive years. And if he gets it next year, I think it's safe to say it pretty much be four consecutive MVPs. Although he didn't win the regular season one. If you ask him, I'm sure he would trade in an NBA finals MVP for the other two MVPs and the ring as well. Wait, 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 run, run that through me again. Run that through again. 
He'd, he'd rather have the NBA Finals MVP in a ring. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. MVP you had me there for a second. I got confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had me thinking, oh, he'd want to give up the thing. I'm like, what are you saying? No, that makes sense. No, but Denver's, Denver had to win this year because I think this is the most open that the playoffs have been in a long time. It, it kind of makes me wonder what's going to happen to Miami where you have so many guys on massive contracts that are getting older. And, you know, Spolster's a good coach, but I think we're going to probably see them kind of go back to that post immediate post-LeBron um level here in a, in, a, in, a, in a, maybe two or three seasons maybe not next year um but all the teams that are regrouping in the east let alone the west are coming back and they're going to try and get their stuff together Cavs being one of them to uh to ensure that my i mean to ensure that they get passed into the finals and not Miami that's where i'm thinking i think Denver's got a better shot getting back next year than Miami does but who knows um but as far as that goes, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go into more stuff here in the sports world right after this. Hey there, folks. This is Mitch Spinell, and I want to give you guys a quick message regarding 988. If you don't know what 988 is, it was created to make it easier to remember how to get help in the event of a mental health or addiction crisis. This is different than a medical, fire, or police emergency where 911 should still be called immediately. 988 connects you with Stark County's Crisis Center, which is equipped to help people in emotional distress or experiencing a mental health or addiction crisis. So remember, 911 for medical, fire, and police emergency help, and 988 for support in overcoming a mental health crisis in Stark County. Are you trying to increase your speed, quickness, vertical leap, and agility? If so, NST Sports Performance is for you. NST trains athletes ages 5 through pro. NST designs each program specific to the athlete's needs, goals, and sports. For more, visit nstsports.com. Locations in North Canton and New Philadelphia. It's nstsports.com. It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330-334-5800 or visit their website, albantitle.com. Let them put their experience to work for you. Hard work is something you're accustomed to. Van Nostrand Young understands that principle. Our access is achieved with organizations like Grange Insurance. Safety and prevention specialists utilize our VanCan assessments process to ensure that you and your colleagues are in the best hands. You want the safest environment for your business, and we can guide you there. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. If you're purchasing a new home, the team at Hartzler's Quality Housing is here to help. Take advantage of record low interest rates to make your new home a reality. Locally owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's Quality Housing has the experience to guide you through the process. You'll find a wide selection of model homes on site to fit any budget. Open six days a week just off I-77. You can also visit them online at Hartzlers.com. Hartzlers Quality Housing. Quality from start to finish. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet, Buick, Cadillac, Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. 
Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like Nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level A. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Get out of the dugout and onto the field with help from Velocity Sports. Velocity Sports is a baseball and softball training academy with locations in North Canton and Canal Fulton. Our new Canal Fulton features 10,000 square feet of training space with six cages for hitting and pitching and a large commercial weight room. Velocity Sports will sharpen your skills and get you in the starting lineup. For more info, go to velosportsohio.com. Turning 65 soon or already on Medicare? Hummel Group can help you explore your options and find a plan that fits your unique healthcare needs and budget. Our experienced agents provide personalized advice and help you compare plans from top insurance carriers for free. We're here to help you find the Medicare plan that's right for you. Visit hummelhelps.com or call 800 860 1060 to speak to an agent about Medicare. Don't just get insurance, get Hummel. Back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. I mean, Mitch Spinell, Mitchell Ball here. Mitch, a lot of stuff happening in the last week that we didn't even be able to get to uh, the previous week. The big story that came out that I, don't, I know that I had a lot of interest in, I don't know about you, was the uh, the merger between the PG, the Professional Golf Association and uh, the Live Tour that kind of became finalized. And uh, it, it, it kind of threw a lot of people off guard because these just looked like two leagues that were going to be going at it legally through the next couple of months, if not years. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, PJ accepted a deal. Now we're going to get the live guys back in the mix here. And it's just this weird mess of like when I saw it, I thought to myself, you know what? Just just forget you. Uh, what's his name? Jay Monahan. The guy who came out and said like, oh, it, it's like tried to like play it off as. Oh, they the players don't realize the moral stand that they're taking by accepting this money, and all of a sudden they're starting to make a deal with the Saudi tour, and 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 to just make this thing to where they're probably going to make some money now. Forget it. You, like this is the way it works. To, to me, this is the way it works. This is why I didn't get upset when everybody else was like, "Oh, how can the how can Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson? How could they do this to us?" And it's like, okay, they're they're accepting a life changing amount of money. To go play in another golf tour, play play golf for a living. Not nobody's. I mean, nobody's. They're not killing anybody by playing golf. They're not doing anything crazy by playing golf. They're taking the money in this. And I know there's the sort of uh, details that might be in the mix of oh, well these these tours that are backed by the people that they're backed by. I mean, there might be some stuff involved with them. I, I'm I'm not as highly informed on that is probably I probably I should but when I saw this whole thing come to be between the PGA and live I just thought you know what all right they're just gonna work it out work, uh, fight it out fight it out fight it out and then to see this I'm like okay you know what you were just you you were not having it the whole time that's that's where I basically stand 
I think that it was inevitable that eventually this was probably going to happen. Now, I never saw it happening this soon. And Mitch, the biggest losers here are the golfers that said, no, we're not going over yeah. there. We're going to stay here like a Tiger Woods, like a Rory McIlroy. And they lose out on not just a couple million, not just tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, these guys are fine without it, right? We know yeah. that the two names I mentioned, Tiger and Rory, they've made a lot of money throughout their golf career, winning numerous uh, different events and championships. But those players, Mitch, have to be upset with themselves in the back of their head, knowing they could have gone, gotten the bag, and then still eventually been part of the PGA Tour again. Now, as they're merging and having a partnership, it's very interesting because now the, the people that left, like Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnston, Brooks Kepka, and a number of other golfers that people wanted to give all the hate to, they're back. And we saw Brooks Kepka just a few weeks ago, Mitch, have a phenomenal performance in which he won an event. And now they were allowed to on the live play in certain championships, not all of them that the PGA Tour was a part of. Now they're going to be back. So now you're having the best golfers in the world take part in almost every single event again. And it's good for the sport in that aspect, right? You want to see the best go against the best. You didn't want to see the best go over somewhere else and have to find them on a channel that a lot of people didn't even know existed in the CW to watch live golf while you're watching on CBS, you know, whomever it is on the PGA tour, come around on hole 18, needing a par to win and walking away with a lot of money, winning whatever open they were playing that weekend. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of respect. This is going to be very interesting. Now there's a lot of people who are outraged by it. There's other people who aren't outraged by it at all because it seemed like this could eventually happen. It just happened in my opinion, Mitch, a lot faster than I ever would have thought. And now we're going to see the best against the best again. Not that the other golfers that aren't at the top or big name aren't great golfers. I mean, heck, anybody that's in the tour right now, Mitch, is phenomenal at golf. But this is going to make golf a lot more enjoyable, I think, for all the people that watched it in the first place before the Live Tour became a thing. When you were watching these guys go at it week in, week out, in whatever event it was, I'm here for it. I just think the biggest losers here are the golfers that said no and lost all that money. And now they're sitting here and they're still making money, but not nearly as much right. as what uh, Johnson, Mickelson and others are making that went to live tour first. And it's going to, it's going to cause more of a rift between the players that defected and the ones who didn't. I mean, there's already a, this week's tour uh, starting off. I think Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy are going to be in the same group starting off. I saw on Thursday. So that's going to be a whole thing. Not publicly. It seems because those guys haven't, I think have enough, public class to overcome that but uh what do you make i mean that you mentioned the it's gonna make golf more fun for the people the people know that there are some people that are gonna be like you know what forget the pga because they basically just said hey we made this stand against uh, a league that was backed by people that we don't share the same values or morals with and then basically it's like yeah you gave us some money you know let's let's work things out let's it's essentially like if uh another country uh started their own upstart baseball league 
took a bunch of the best players from Major League Baseball already, and then Major League Baseball said, how dare these people uh, 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 exploit their values for for money? And then Major League Baseball is like, you know what? Uh, let's let's try to bring back some of these guys. Let's, let's work a little th- bit, bit of a thing out here. Because Monahan's already said it's not really a merger between the two sides. It's, it's, it's basically a merger. It's basically them combining the two together without officially calling it a new league now. Still the PGA for now, still the Live Tour for now whatever it's a big it's a big whatever to me yeah i mean that's that's what it is and look mitch one thing i've learned and i know you've learned it is you're never going to make everybody happy and what's funny is the people that say i'm not going to watch this now the pga sold their soul for all this you're still going to be the ones that have the final round on your tv or watching at a bar or somewhere eventually you might boycott it here for the beginning but you're going to come back and watch if you really love golf. Yeah. Let's be honest. If you really love golf, you're going to watch, especially when all the top players are back on their a game going at it head to head. And the drama now that is going to be in these groups, you mentioned Brooks and Rory in the, in the same group for this weekend. I mean, heck everybody knows we want to see uh, Bryson and Brooks because they apparently hate each other, but you're still going to watch. You will. Whether you say whether you're listening or watching right now, say no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're eventually going to watch. It's just part of human nature. How many times have we said that about other athletes, Mitch, in our in our lifetime and, and sports teams? How many times have we said we have to find a new NFL team to root for because we can't take the Browns anymore? And yet here we are, yet again, getting ready for another football season for the Cleveland Browns. Look, did the PGA make a move that a lot of people don't agree with? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that, especially when they took the stand they did when Live Tour came out. But it is the most unlikely union and partnership and merger you're ever going to see. But it happened. And now all you can do is sit back and enjoy golf at a high level again with all the top golfers in the world going at it year in, year out, week in, week out. Yeah, those Browns fans are saying they were done with the team even pre-Deshaun Watson, which tells you what's been going on in the city for the last 20 years. Um Last thing I wanted to get to, and this is the one that uh, I wanted to talk about, was we officially have the winner of this admittedly kind of stupid, but also kind of fun uh, uh, contest for the Browns, speaking of which. And they got their new Dog Pound logo. It's this. It's the one. uh, Congratulations to, I don't have your name up yet, but I'll find it in a second. The one that we've been kind of championing for the last couple of uh, uh, of uh, weeks here. And they had they had it on the Pat McAfee show, the reveal the other day. Um, yeah, that's just a really cool. It's a cool logo. I like the way that they were able to kind of work it out. We, we've mentioned before all the little details in there. And I think the the voters made the right choice, I think, with all due respect to the other entries. 100%, Mitch. I think this is obviously the one that you and I were campaigning for. It wasn't too cartoonish or kiddish. Obviously, we know last year we had Brownie the Elf at midfield. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Other people that didn't have any connection to the Browns were so confused why there was an elephant midfield. Not saying this will be at midfield, but this to me is a win for the Browns in terms of having a dog pound logo. You saw the history and everything, the minute details inside the logo and how it connects to the city of Cleveland. This to me was the one I loved right off the bat when they came out with the finalists. And I think this is a great choice for the Browns. I'm excited. I can definitely buy gear with this logo on it now. I 100% will buy gear with this logo on it. And I'm very excited to see how they utilize this and where they place it inside 
well, not first energy stadium where they put it inside the stadium now and, and just all the different types of gear they come out with, but all in all, the Browns got something right. They don't have official merchandise for this already. Do they? Not that I've seen yet. Cause I saw it was Brad Stainbrook who um, tweeted this picture of, uh, he says here, new dog logo merchandise is now available. This doesn't look quite good to me. The the hats here. They had a shirt on Pat McAfee's show the other day. It was like a tank top, and that looked kind of cool. But th- this one, I'm like, is I don't know about that. I'll have to look it up after the show and see if there's anything that we can buy. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get something. Hopefully a nice like golf polo. I've been looking mm, for a golf polo be that nice. I really love for a while. But no, I'm happy with this logo from the Cleveland Browns. Very nice. So that is all the time we have here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. We want to thank you guys for listening and watching. We mentioned all the stuff at the top of the show. So, Mitch, we want to round it out here. What is our fact of the day today? Mitch, did you know that lobsters can theoretically live forever? Now, they're still susceptible to death by disease or attack, but lobsters can theoretically live forever because getting older does not raise their chance of dying. An enzyme known as Telomerasis prevents the DNA in lobster cells from being damaged and they are replicated instead. So if they are not in an attack or get a disease, lobsters may live forever. Well, that would be nice. I was going to say the one thing you forgot to mention was attacks, disease, and uh, I guess I was going to say like boiling hot uh, pots of water could, uh, could, could be an attack too, but uh that, that was always the thing when it's like when I was a kid, we would always go to Bueller's and we'd always see the the lobsters in the tank. They've gotten rid of the tank since then. But I always would be like, oh, cool lobsters. And then I found out what they do to them after that. And I thought, oh, and I and I've only eaten lobster twice in my life. So I'm not that big of a guy in any way. So anyways. Yep. Yep. Thank you guys for listening or watching the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. <laughs>